The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House of Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Happy weekend. Yes, happy weekend back at you, mister. Another summer weekend here, folks off doing all kinds of crazy stuff yes. out there. Hopefully well, not too crazy. Yeah, not too crazy, but at least hopefully fun yeah. and enjoying the long evenings of daylight. Oh, that's Even though the we're best. past solstice, I know, still, but still love, love, love seeing that daylight out there till 9.30 at night. Because fast forward a few months here and it's going to be dark Shh. at 4.30. You know, and gray and all that. Not a that. few months. Several, <laughs> there's min, not just a few. There's many more months before that is here. Let's not hurry it up, shall we? <laughs> let's not right. usher it in. Even then, there's lots of cool things to do on a weekend. Yes, but, there is. You know, let's just enjoy yeah. every single day of this. Oh, I. you know what? I have been out with Rusty in the mornings and the evenings, walking that dog like nobody's business. Which is good because he's getting up to four to five miles a day, which thankfully Ooh, that's awesome. is yeah. wearing him out. Yeah. Because I will tell you, that dog took me on my face almost the other day. Yanked me. Like, we did so great. We did a three-mile walk. And then right a block away from home, two squirrels. Oh, Leaving yeah. a bird feeder. tonight, right? Oh, yeah. And it's one block from home. And there you should have seen it. There was a post in between the entrance to the park by where I live. And the dog leash was going to go on either side, him on one, me on the other. <laughs> it was oh, no. not going to be pretty. It was going to look like a comic, you know, probably with us smacking oh, no. into each other. Yeah. And uh, so I tried to lift it. And in, when he bolted, that took me up. And forward and then down. Ooh. So I landed on two hands, a knee, and then crashed to the side on my hip. And oh, so I yikes. want to thank the good people at the Good Life Massage in Renton. Ah, there you go. <laughs> for the help in readjusting me <laughs> back to normalcy. Loosening up those kinks and everything. Well, uh, I just remember I was I was just cracking up because you sent your dog to reform school. I mean, uh, training. Yeah. And he was there what, for a, a, a little over a week or something like no, that. No, no, no. It was a two-week was training two weeks, thing. And then they kept him an extra two weeks. They called you up. He, it's like, yeah, we're going to need him a little bit longer. Uh-huh. And then when I did pick him up, they were still thinking he needed more. Yeah. And um, it's shame on me because I need to get him a crate. Oh, okay. A big part of that training I'm recognizing is mm-hmm. that he needs to be in a crate at mm-hmm. night yeah. and not just free to roam thinking mm-hmm. he has full yeah. flexibility in the house mm-hmm. as as though we're at the same level. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, we're doing a few other things. Now, I will say, since he took me to the ground, mm-hmm. he's a tad more frightened of me. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> because of my reaction. <laughs> now, I did, I did not hurt my dog, but... He heard about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he did hear about it. As you've mentioned on other shows, my projection came out. Well, <laughs> I sat him once, and he yes. was being so good and so oh, yes. nice. And he then can about, be such a sweetheart. About three o'clock in the morning, he needed to go outside, and mm-hmm. so I thought, 
all right, you're being so good. Mm-hmm. And I let him out. And he looked around the corner, and the gate was open. And boom, gone. off he went. He's well, gone. The Just, reason he probably needed to get up at 3 in the morning, yeah. honestly, is he heard something. Oh, pro- oh yeah. Because that dog sleeps through the night. Really? He's got a bladder like a camel. Oh, now I know that. Yeah. Yeah. No, so he- if you ever sit him again, do not let him fool you. Unless you've fed him a bunch of stuff he shouldn't have. Chasing him around the neighborhood, and he's just looking back at me laughing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because that's the dog's favorite thing to do is be chased. Of course. But I did tell you what the special way to get him back in is. Right. Yeah, the little greenies. Have a greenie. Just stand out there with a greenie in your hand. Hold it up and be like, That would have been useful information at 3 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So sorry. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to let him out at 3 in the morning or I would have warned you. <laughs> but yeah. anyhow. Anyway, Are there any are. other things that you should uh, be, we should be warning people about? Like interest rates? Uh, yes. Do we, we need sh- a greenie actually, to we, bring we us back in? Mm, well, I'll give, you, I'll give you one and lots of green right now uh, because I, in almost 40 years of lending, cannot believe uh, these interest rates. You know, these are the lowest that I've ever seen in my career. And they've been pretty great lately. Yeah, they have been. And they've, they've drifted just a little bit lower. And, um, you know, we, we will reach a point where they're just not going to go any lower mm-hmm. um, because the the way the secondary markets work. Okay, well, um, now I'm dying. What are they? Yeah, well, so the, the national average right now for 30-year fixed rate conventional loan is 2.92%. For the conventional. For conventional. Wow. A 15-year fixed rate is down to 2.61. Nice. Uh, FHA and VA, if you're a veteran, 2.5. 2.5. Wow. We have like two months where is it 2.75. That's right. amazing. Yeah, they've, they've gone even lower. And, um, you know, jumbo loans are still trending a little bit higher. They're, we're averaging right around 3.625 if your loan amount in oh, King Pierce and Holmes Counties if you're higher than seven hundred forty-one thousand seven hundred fifty dollars for a single-family home, mm-hmm. you know, then you're you're into the jumbo category. Now, what's happening with jumbo is when COVID hit, a lot of jumbo lenders suspended their operations; they backed out, and they're they're slowly starting to come back into the market. So mm-hmm. that's a good sign. Uh, not everybody's back yet, but as more jumbo lenders, you know, sort of re-enter the the market. We'll see uh, a little bit more competition. We'll see those rates start to drift a little bit lower as well, possibly. Um, what hasn't come back yet in the jumbo sphere are low down payments. Um, okay. You know, so most of these programs are going to want, uh, you know, a twenty percent down payment or more if you're buying a home. Although we do have a few that out there that will go as low as as ten percent down. Um, but um, you know, mostly generally, you know, still not bad down for what's still considered a right. fairly risky loan. Yeah, I mean, if 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 you're borrowing seven hundred forty-one thousand, you can buy a home with five percent down. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. know that. Yeah, you know, there is that still that misbelief that I've got to have twenty percent down, and you really don't. Yeah, remember when we had that conversation about the economist from Zillow speaking right. at a public event where she's like, "We're all coming for your homes, but we're waiting for that twenty percent down payment." And I was like, "Huh? Yeah, what?" what? Do you pay attention to your own yeah, industry? Like really what? Yeah. Oh my gosh, you don't have to do that. In right. fact, so many of the loans that we've been working on lately with our customers mm. have been three percent conventionals right. or three and a half FHA. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and some of the VAs. If, so if, if what the hey? Yeah, Kings, Snohomish, Pierce counties. If you're with a conventional loan, if your loan amount is at or less than five hundred ten thousand four hundred dollars, 
you can buy with 3% down. And if your loan amount is less than 741, 750, you can buy with 5% down. If you're FHA, you could buy up to 741,750 with 3.5% down. And if you're VA, uh, you can buy up to 741,750 with zero down. And you can go even higher than that with, with a very nominal down payment. So, yeah, there, there are some low down payment options out there. There are still zero down options also out in the marketplace, but you will pay a higher interest rate for those. So you're not going to get, you know, 2.92. You're, you're going to be closer up somewhere up in the 4% range. Uh, but even even that, you know, if, if you got nothing down, uh, but you do want to get into the home, then you do have the ability to do that now. That's still still out there and still available. So it, it's it's interesting because a lot of um, all I can say is just make sure you have the pre-approvals and everything in place oh, before yeah. you submit offers, please. Yeah, please, ab- absolutely. Please, please, please. The devil is in the details, and um, and for well, folks that and have there had are been, plenty of agents still saying. Don't show your buyers these homes unless you know they're pre-approved. Yeah. Because we are still in the land of coronavirus. We are, and I'd I'd really recommend uh, not just doing an automated approval or an online approval. uh, I would agree with you. Do a full underwrite Mm -hmm. because COVID has done some weird things to employee pay and to uh, verifications of employment. As as a lender, we have to know that you're working full-time, that you're, you know, that you're you know, we, we have to figure out what income to use for you. So if you've been furloughed, you know, over the past several months or your hours mm-hmm. have been cut, you know, th- that doesn't mean you can't buy a home, but it does mean we're, we may have to take that into consideration right. when we're running all of our numbers. Right. So there's there's a lot of uh, nuances out there right now. And honestly, a lot of misinformation and misunderstanding, even within the industry, on how to make those calculations and figure all that stuff out. So, Do you want to address any of that here, or is that something that should be done on a more? Well, I don't want to go too deep in the weeds, uh, but the the, the when, biggest when, distinction. When have you not? <laughs> <laughs> Solid point. So, well, the, the biggest one. Let's say if you're self-employed. Uh, if you're self-employed, you know, normally we're going to want to see a couple years of tax returns, mm-hmm. at least one. Right. And now we also would need to see a very up-to-date profit and loss statement, plus two months of your business bank statements. When you say very up to date. Within 30 days of, of our application. So gotcha. like, for instance, right, you know, so, you know. Not like last month. quarter if we're at the end of no, the second quarter. No, it's got to be like up to the last month. Right. And two months of bank statements. Those bank statements are being reviewed to confirm that you're depositing money that is equivalent to the income that we're using to qualify you. That's new. And that's not something that we've ever had to do in the past, uh, but we sure do now. Okay. Now, if your income is significantly higher now compared to last year, we're going to use last year's income. If your income is lower this year on your profit and loss statement, then we'll use that. Right. So lenders will kind of take a worst-case view of, of that. So, it, it, again, it's really, really important that as, as lenders we, you know, that we review that, that your file be fully underwritten just to make sure that we don't have any of those types of bugaboos come up. One other one mm-hmm. that is a, a huge issue is if you have taken advantage of a forbearance uh, on a property, yeah. those have to be resolved before you can move forward. So you either have to have caught up all the back payments or be on a, a, the payment plan to repay the forbearance and starting making regular payments. You will have had to have made at least three payments on your mortgage, mortgages, right. Uh, before you're going to be eligible to move forward. Well, I want you to keep 
that little discussion in mind about forbearance. I know we're talking about these uh, qualifying rules and things like right right now, but yeah. um, if possible in this show, I want to kind of revisit the forbearance numbers, sure. if those are available to us, sure. and kind of what's still happening on the edges of that. Because that's still the specter looming out there that I think we ought to be talking about. So we will be doing that when we get back after these messages on Open House with Team Reba. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Home Bridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Hess from Team Reba. <laughs> We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock, bringing information on real estate and finance. And Sundays from 3 to 4 p.m. And always on podcast. Yes. You can find us via Alexa, or you can go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Buzzsprout, and more. Buzzsprout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I, actually the site that I think um, my marketing team actually uploads to. Right. And then it distributes so. out mm-hmm. to the others. Yeah. Um, I personally listen to us on Spotify. because That's what I do. Yeah. Yes, I audit all of our shows. So I get to hear mm-hmm. your happy voice <laughs> many other times. It is. I'm almost always smiling when I'm talking. That's true. Most always. Most always. Most yeah. always. Not always, yeah. but Not most always. Most of the time. Yeah. yeah pretty good about that yeah life's too short you know you you gotta just kind of yeah i you know the thing that um as unfun as some of the whole coronavirus stuff has been the thing i do appreciate is the number of people who have um had an opportunity for reflection and introspection Mm -hmm. for those folks who have done that and started really kind of taking stock because i mean here's the thing i'll put this out for our listeners if you have determined during this time that your house is not the ideal house for you <laughs> and you are thinking, gee, I need a change, <laughs> please feel free to contact me um, to discuss those options. Because here's one of the things that's also come up. It's not just the introspection of life, but it, real estate does play an impact on that. And a lot of the conversations I've been having, in fact, I'm about to start another marketing thing around this redesign your life with it being r dot e dot design your life because mm-hmm. i can tell you i have had numerous conversations with people lately about how what's been going on has caused conversations among families or friends mm-hmm. and colleagues about well what is important to me and where do i really want to be mm-hmm. and right. we've been talking about the fact that there may be movement among people either shifting to other places or deciding they're ready to take a next step or maybe move into retirement or whatever it is. And I literally, the conversations, um, you know, the Facebook lives that you and I have been doing, Mm -hmm. I actually had someone contact me last week and we've had hours of conversation around what he's going to, he's a Delta pilot Mm -hmm. who was offered an early retirement package Mm. and he was struggling about the decision to do that. And he saw my Facebook live and was like, this is a woman who actually knows what she's talking about. Cause like the church that he goes to, yeah. One of his buddies who plays the keyboards does real estate and he'd be mm. happy to sell his house. <laughs> sure. His house, he's got a beautiful view home above three tree point. Oh really? And okay. it's very nice. And, um, but 
he and I got into a lot of conversations because he hasn't been out here that long. He's mm-hmm. been out here, you know, five to seven years, you know, for the job, but he loves it. But mm-hmm. he just hasn't had time to explore more of the Pacific Northwest, and he doesn't really want to go back to Minnesota for the freezing cold winters, mm-hmm. right? Sure, sure. So we've had all of these big conversations around what his life is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And that's what we do with our customers because when I talk to them about the, the next home that they want or the first home, we talk about, well, where are you in your life? What are the things that are important to you? Mm-hmm. Who are the people that are important to you? How much access do you need to have for them? Or how much room do you need to have for them? And then, you know, and then we really, it's truly about designing how they want to live. It's mm-hmm. not just the house. It's how do you want to design your real life? Absolutely. And That's so, super important. I mean, you, yeah. if you do that right, mm-hmm. you're going to just be so happy Mm-hmm. And relaxed. If yes. You, if you do it wrong, uh, mm-hmm. it's a stress ball. Yeah. And like I've even seen like the house that you currently live in. Mm-hmm. And as you're doing more and more modifications to add mm-hmm. the things that you enjoy and, mm-hmm. you know, the gardens and everything else. I mean, it's great because it becomes more of that true sanctuary for you. It's right. not I'm trapped here. It's, no. oh, right. I really like it here. I was originally, I bought that with a view I would. Mm-hmm. Subdivide and yeah. build, you know, and now build you're a couple settling houses. in. And now I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I I just kind of like having mm-hmm. a little bit of elbow room. Can look out at yeah. the orchard and it's, yeah, it's it's relaxing. You yeah, know, sit out there. Well, and, and I've you know have a glass of wine. And it's like right. Oh. Well, you know that when I bought my house in Renton, I thought it was a temporary plan because it was mm-hmm. before the housing crisis hit. Right. 10 years I've, later, 12 yeah. years later. Yeah. At 13. Oh, was it was 13. I bought yeah. it in 2007. Yeah. We started that transaction right after the week you and I right. watched the market start right to fall. Right the bottom dropped Because remember, I bought it, moved in in September. Yeah. Even though right. I didn't close till the end of October. Yeah. And fully a week after, That's talking right. about like the forbearance programs and all these other things mm-hmm. from the last segment... Uh, a week after we closed, self-employment loans went away when the for dropped, five years. When the bottom dropped out. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you yeah. and I, I, like I've had arguments with people where they're like, oh, well, it was this. You know, I'm like, no, no, no. no we know, we know, I, we know exactly day. Yeah. the day that it <laughs> happened. Exactly. Like, like you were an economist watching it after the fact, but I can tell you yeah. from within the industry. Yeah, we were living exactly it. Exactly what yeah. day that happened. I'll tell happened. you where I was. Yeah. <laughs> and how many fish I'd caught that morning. Oh, gosh. Well, I also so. just remember the numerous conversations you and I had on the phone mm-hmm. every day. Right. It's like, because what's things going were on going now? crazy. And we're like, we don't know. Yeah. Don't know. I'd be on the know. phone with you talking about one customer. And you're like, hold on. Someone's sticking their head in my office right now. Oh, wait. A change happened again. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. Mm-hmm. And we've been watching that happen now, but at a different pace and a, and a different way of how it's being yeah, handled. I, I will say this one is, is very different. It's, it's been managed much better because yes. we, we have that knowledge now mm-hmm. uh, that we, we didn't know what to expect you yeah. know, back in 2007. Uh, so, you know, one of the things, and we were mentioning just before and we also the break had all is, those crap loans. Let's just be real. We did. We had a lot of junk out there. Yeah. And so, uh, and just before the break, we were talking about forbearances. I mean, that is one mm-hmm. program that was, was brought on board to try and help people, you know, through this where you can skip making a mortgage payment. There's a lot of misunderstanding about that program. Mm-hmm. You know, the the main one is that you do have to pay it back. You know, it's right. not it's not something. It's that, not a forgiveness. It's not a for, for, forbearance. Is not forgiveness. No, it's not. It just means delay. That's right. another word for it. You know, the the good news is that there is a you know we're we're seeing now some fairly sharp decline in the forbearance numbers. 
Uh, just um, over the last week, they dropped almost a half a million. Um, where more than last week, more than four hundred and thirty-five thousand homeowners exited their forbearance plans, meaning that's a good thing. Completed them, and um, and so as of the the beginning of July, there's still four point one four million homeowners that are in forbearance. You know that equates to about seven point eight percent of all mortgages out there, and about nine hundred billion dollars in unpaid uh, payments. So it's it's still a a, a very big number. Uh, but it's it's starting to look a little bit better. I think at one point I'd have to go back and look at the stuff we did on our Facebook lives, mm-hmm. but I think we were at four point eight. We were we were up to point. almost almost um, almost nine percent. Yeah. Of, of the mortgages out there. Right, but it's so, that's a big plus that it's on a decline. It it, it definitely is, and and uh, the majority of those those loans are uh, government back loans, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, you know, FHA, VA. Uh, FHA VA still accounts for the the largest percentage of those, um, and um, which is which is understandable. Typically, FHA, especially, are loans that uh, a person would take out if they don't maybe have quite as strong qualifications as they would for a conventional loan. So we're seeing that, but it's it is starting to improve. the The question I'm asked every day, and I imagine you are too, Reba, is, well, how does this impact the housing market? Mm-hmm. And I kind of see it as is. 50-50, uh, you know, half of the folks out there, and, and we this is vetted out if we look at the unemployment numbers, half the folks out there have really not been impacted that hard by, by COVID. As a matter of fact, a lot right. are, are working harder, doing better now than, than they were mm-hmm. you know, pre-COVID. Yeah. The other half are getting crushed. And yeah. it, it's it, it really doesn't feel fair. It doesn't feel right. But that's what ha- what's happening. The folks, especially in the service industries, you're the ones getting hit the hardest, right. and and but as a as a group, when we're when we're trying to relate that to housing, there's probably a higher percentage of that group that are renters. You know, so it's not directly right. impacting exactly. You know, home sales, home resales, mm-hmm. which are are still you know so They're strong, very robust. Yeah, they're extremely robust. I'm looking at some of the numbers. Um, so we've got some of the June statistics that have come out from mm-hmm. the Northwest Multiple now, yeah. right? Because we're in July. And I'll tell you, I'm looking at, for King County, just mm-hmm. to give you an idea, average time on market, and this is for all areas within King County, yeah. is 25 days. Wow. And that's comparing, that's, short. that's comparing to 28 last year. Yeah. Wow. And, that's, and then we, we were complaining last year about what a tight market it was. Yeah. So everything is still super, super tight. We're still seeing the multiple offer situations in all market areas, in all kinds of price points. Um, pretty much the only place I'm really not seeing is a high high end, mm-hmm. right? Right, right? You know, but other than that, I mean, we're still seeing very steady sales in just about every market area. Um, the thing I I'm personally starting to try and pay attention to a little bit is um, condominiums in downtown. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not saying there's like a bellwether thing of something mm-hmm. that's going on. I just, I want to kind of keep an eye. Yeah. That's in the back on, of my mind uh, too, with this mm-hmm. whole defund the police and all yeah, of there's that. A, well, I mean, because we know that like the, you know, cruise industry has been impacted. We've talked about what that's going to mean for the small business owners in the downtown. 
with a lot of these buildings not being able to be filled back up 100% again. Mm -hmm. Um, That's going to impact a lot of that. That will definitely change what living downtown looks like. We also have a glut of apartments. Um, So, you know, we're starting to see like fully 10, like one of the buildings downtown fully, once COVID happened, because they had a lot of um, foreign, you know, uh, residents, Mm -hmm. fully 10% of this one building just up and moved out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they're making more offerings of, you know, free services or free months and, you know, things like that. And, and of course they've also had to take some hits on, there's a lot of things that based on what's going on, uh, where there's no evictions and, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. that they're, they're being impacted. And mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to react to that, um, which is going to show up in what they're charging mm-hmm. to try and attract which will make it, I mean, because for a while people were buying condos because we saw the condo prices, they, like they were dead for a while. And then about four years ago, they yeah, started growing about 20, did. 25% a they year. Off. Yeah. And honest, but, but you were getting, like, I look at these numbers all the time. And, and so you were getting smaller and smaller spaces for bigger dollars, mm-hmm. right? right? And I think people are, if they have the option to work remotely, they may start thinking, well, maybe I like condo life, but I want to be less expensive and maybe I want to be able to see the water. Mm-hmm. And I don't care so much about downtown anymore. Right. I think things are going to change. Very just, much I'm so. I'm just watching them. Yeah, I'm just watching them. Got our eye on that one. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. We've got more Open House with Team Reba right after a couple quick messages. So we'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. All right. So do you want to hear about some other counties? I want to hear, yeah, what, what's the housing market doing? And why should I not wait to buy a home, you know, thinking that they're going to go lower because of COVID? Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Which I hear every day. Uh, yeah, you and me both. You and me both. In fact, actually, I have a client I'm working with right now who is younger and her parents are kind of pushing her this direction because she's currently in a house share with four other people. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, you're 26. Get on the bandwagon. Like, come on. Like, all your siblings have bought. We're gonna we're here to help, you know, kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's funny because she's not the one, like, super motivated to do it. And so we've already worked together for two months with it being kind of this languishing you know, like, okay, come on. They're like, okay. I, and so I am, I think the parents asked me to help because they know I'll just like nag her to death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing that ends up happening is, you know, yes, I was sending things. She wasn't putting much attention to it. Finally, she started paying attention to it. And what I, what I shared with this family was I said, here's the thing. When we have this situation of sub 30 days on market, mm-hmm. when the housing inventory is less than two months, in the primary counties. Yeah. Yeah. Prices don't go down in that situation. I, I don't, you know, people are hearing some national news. Cause I did have someone the other day make a comment to me and I went, was that local? And right. they said, no, that was reported by, you know, some national outlet. And I went, then it's not pertinent to our situation. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because it is all over the news and, and, um, 
a lot of the, the national gurus are saying housing is rebounding sharply right now nationally, but that will start to wane later in the summer mm-hmm. as this pent-up demand uh, right. is fulfilled. Locally here, I, I'm not buying it. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, I don't believe it. Well, and, you know, you asked me a couple weeks ago what, you know, with the changes at Boeing and everything else, how Snohomish County might get impacted. Right. Right. Now, here's one of the things I'm going to tell you right now. Just I'm looking at some of the reports for pending new construction up there. Mm-hmm. Um, new construction up in that area, and the reason why I think this matters is those tend to be the higher-priced homes mm-hmm. in Snohomish County, right? Unless they're like some kind of big mansion-style place. Those are almost all the most expensive homes in mm-hmm. Snohomish County. And I'm looking at the average time on market for pending sales is still in June of 2020 was 50 days on market. And that's partly a little bit thrown off because one area was 63 days, but almost everything else is in the 40s. Could part of that be new construction, skewing those numbers a bit? Well, that is only new construction. that's only new construction. That's only new construction. Because that's what I'm saying is that's usually the higher priced ones. Yeah, it is. And we had talked about the fact that we thought higher priced homes might be a little bit more impacted Mm -hmm. because people don't maybe want to spend as much money if they think there might be a retraction. Yep. The other thing being is that, of course, new construction, if it's already, if it's in pre-sale, which a lot of them are, mm-hmm. they already have a skewed number just by the fact that they're not finished yet, yep. right? Yep. So like here I'm looking at condominiums in Snohomish County. Average time on market for the entire area, 29 days. Hmm. Now that's gone up just a tiny little bit because one market area kind of skewed it. Uh, last year it was 22 average up there, but that's still, I mean, sub a month, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at single-family homes on residential resale, same thing, 28 days for average time of market. Wow. And this is for pending sales. So this is stuff that's like right, right yeah. now, yeah, yeah. right? So, um, you know, we're seeing some, you know, tight, tight inventory, and you just don't have declining pricing in a market like that. No. You just don't because we've said it time and time again, a, a typical – kind of balanced market for buyers and sellers is when you have four to six months of inventory. Yeah, right, now right. this is average time on market, but it's it's still indicative of, holy smokes, there's properties that if you have a good, compelling, either great price, great condition, you know, wonderful location, all of that, these things are selling quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's because sure. that's the average time on market. So that means there's a bunch of homes that are still like I was looking at. Um, I have a client in Kent that were well, I, actually, she's talking to you right now on the financing side of things. And we were looking at her neighborhood and what we're going to do for prepping. Everything in her neighborhood for the last six months is sold in seven days or less. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, so it's. I, I can't begin to tell you how many times I just kind of have to breathe deeply <laughs> when some person just randomly walks up to me. They're like, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to do anything for a while because, you know, I'm just waiting for those numbers to just fall and just, you know, we're going to have the same thing as 2009. And I'm like, mm. not yet. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. I, I, if I really, even at all. I mean, never say never, but. Right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. I don't, I don't see it at the, at this moment. Well, yeah. and, and you and I had said the same thing back, you know, when the housing crisis happened. Like, we knew it wasn't sustainable. Mm-hmm. 
Of course. We knew it well, wasn't we were fully talking about it. I was talking about it for years. Yes. How stupid, you know, uh, the mm-hmm. things were back in 2005, and lis- 2006. And listeners, just to get perspective, our growth trajectory back then was 12 to 35 percent annual appreciation. Yes, that's right. And when we started taking off again in April of 2012, we've been typically averaging 8 to 14 percent. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple of years, because once we had that little blip where, where interest rates had gone up back in 2018, mm-hmm. then we dropped to about 5.5 percent. So we're mm-hmm. seeing more of now some markets are, are going outside of that, like Tacoma right now. Tacoma is a little bit nuts, but that's because Tacoma also had the lowest prices. Mm -hmm. And so because we have all these first-time buyers, and what have we talked about? The most popular price points are running from $250 to $500, and then $500 to $750. And Tacoma got hammered back in the Great Recession, so they had a lot of ground to make up. Yes, they did. And the thing is, is a lot of those neighborhoods, you know, Tacoma at the time that all happened had been putting all kinds of tax incentives and a lot of other things in place for development, what have you. And if you go down there now, Ruston. Oh, oh yeah. so beautiful. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. A lot of things have happened and a lot of things have changed. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, you get you get your little micro markets, of course, but even parts of you know, like East Tacoma is still mm-hmm. fast and furious. And you can still buy a home there in the low to mid two hundreds. Yeah, so, almost, almost not so now. I have been down yeah. there a lot lately. I'm going to, Eric, okay. Really? We, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have a client who closed last year mm-hmm. that we need to already go back and take a look. Because I remember when we got the, the deal for him last year, mm-hmm. remember we had an appraisal issue come up. Mm-hmm. And God love that seller. They, they worked with us. Even though they'd done work, they worked on the price. We made it all happen. I'm pretty sure we've got a nice new Delta Mm-hmm. of value for them yeah. and we're going to have to take a really close look so we can try and get their you know, mortgage insurance off sometime soon mm-hmm. because i will tell you i have been down in that area looking at homes in the 350s 350 wow yeah and some of those homes are still not awesome but there are some that are a delight and they have multiple offers coming in on them mm-hmm. and you know it's there's a lot of activity well, and this this uh, the one big change we will see is the demographic shift. This work from home mm-hmm. thing, you know, if this this is Definitely taking root, it. and that will enable someone to yeah not have to be quite as concerned about the commute. Yeah, and that's exactly a, I, I was telling you that earlier in the show. The redesign your life. Mm-hmm. I'm talking with a really nice couple. In fact, actually, you've talked with this person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got multi-generational family potential, but then also are looking at longer-term investment with the property they want to buy. And because he's now approved to work remotely up mm-hmm. to three days a week, yeah. yeah, he's much more willing to move further out because the dollar he can spend can go a lot longer I just had a client, somewhere else. I just had a client move to Ellensburg. Yeah. Bought a brand-new home over there, beautiful house, and... Job is in Bellevue, mm-hmm. uh, but he's approved to telecommute. Yeah, and so maybe maybe he'll have to come into Bellevue, you know, once a month or oh, you yeah. know, a couple times a month, something like that. Right, no big deal. That's a ninety minute drive. Yeah, you know, unless yep. the pass is mucked up, but right, why not? Well, I just had the same thing. One of our clients that um, you know we were competing on an offer with just this week. He's looking federal way, even though his job's in downtown. And they wouldn't have looked at it before, but he's now been approved mm. to work three days a week remote. Yeah. So he's totally cool with that. And uh-huh. they're looking at, 
not just um, the commute, but this house is going to be like the forever house for him and his oh, partner. There you go. You know, one thing that is in the back of my mind right now is, and, and maybe this is temporary, I don't know, but ridership on, oh, on Sound Transit, Transit mm-hmm. and Metro is down 60, 65%. I know, and they'd been growing before all this. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I think people are going to be less inclined to want to get on a crowded, you know, yeah. bus or, or, or train. Yeah. So, you know, not quite sure what that bodes for, you know, folks. But if you're telecommuting, maybe you just don't have to do that anymore. Well, there's so there's that. It's going to change. It, it'll change things. It's going to change here. also where businesses go. It does. Yeah, absolutely. Because if like, OK, uh, if you have. People who are going to be in federal way or like we've seen a lot of people who couldn't afford Seattle before go down to Burien. Mm-hmm. Look at the cute little downtowns of Renton, Burien, Maple Valley, right. which was so suburban for mm-hmm. so long, has yeah. like these clusters right. of where, you know, cool restaurants and stuff are at. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's definitely going to change the face of, you know, who's in what marketplaces. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that we had Tom Douglas actually close a number of his permanently. Yes. Yeah. I know. I was so sad to see Cuoco and uh, was it Brave Horse? The Brave Horse Tavern. Yeah. yeah. They were on top of each other because mm-hmm. I, I loved Cuoco. Mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. So it was mm-hmm. super sad to see that go. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, but Tom's also pissed off at Seattle. So <laughs> there's that. Well, you know, rightfully so. No, totally rightfully, rightfully so. So, so yeah. but what I'm going to be curious is Will he open up something else elsewhere? Well, I'm sure he will. Yeah. I mean, I know he's been doing stuff down in Vegas as consulting and things like that, Mm -hmm. but I'll be very curious to see if he either shows up in somewhere else in Washington Mm -hmm. or another area gets to benefit from, you know, who he is. Let's hope so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and by the way, Bill Raniger and Duke Muscrip, so glad to see you guys open again. Yeah, they Duke Seafood. They Love little, to see you guys. I, I'm not sure about the status of West Seattle. Uh, no, I know, but but one, generally but, speaking, but they're sure. open oh, yeah. and going again. So love, we're happy love, to love, see love, that. We love local, keep love it local, organic, Absolutely. everything sustainable. That's love right. it. That's right. Well, we're gonna be right back. We get just a couple quick messages. Stay tuned. We got more open house with Team Reba. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And this is about the time we always give you out our contact information. (laughs) As you sputter it out there. (laughs) As I so eloquently stated. Yes. So eloquent. Reba, what's your contact information? Well, if you want to send a general request for information, you can go to info at teamreba.com. Or if you have a private question for me, Reba at TeamReba.com. Or if you want to give me a call or text, 206-910-3429. All right. And if you need to reach me, you can call me at any time, 206-915-ERIC. That's Eric with a C, 915-3742. Or you can email me, Eric at ericismybanker.com. All righty. Yeah. And I'm on facebook and twitter and well yes we're in all the social media actually i will say if you do want to sign up for our newsletters Mm -hmm. the info at teamreba.com we have newsletters that go out we can also connect with you on social media if Mm -hmm. you would like you know just let us know where you're at and whichever works easiest for you yeah. yeah and of course i have both the team reba you know business page but then there's also my 
personal page, which is where most of our Facebook mm-hmm. lives and things like that show up. So right, right. you can find me there, but then we're also taking some of those and posting them to our YouTube channel. There is a team Reba t- YouTube channel. Oh, good. Um, as yeah. well as us doing more postings out on LinkedIn and Instagram and things like that. So, and then of course, as we mentioned earlier, if you want to go find former shows from open house with team Reba, you can go find them on podcasts. There you go. Yeah. So if you're looking for specific kinds of content, you can send us an email for that right. at info at teamreba.com and we'll be happy to send you links and to the shows. It's searchable, of course, as well. But, you know, if you just like can't sleep one night and you're like, you know, I really want to know about 1031 tax deferred exchanges. Are you Guess saying what? our we got a show boring? for it. No. Okay. It's, you know, it's <laughs> keeping you awake. It's like I, I, I need to know more about, uh, you know, 1031. I need to know more about the PLEA. You know, you know, insurance, insurance for my for my, for my abandoned oil tank. oil tank. No, 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 that is not for abandoned. So well, you need to go back and listen. Oil tank. That is for an actively no, I, utilized I have, oil tank. I have plea. Yeah, I have right. Plea. But that, yeah. that's why I'm like, why would you say for here? Okay. Oh dear lord. I, <laughs> I need to know what to do. You know, if um, if uh, you know my sewer, you know, needs scoping. I need to know how to figure that out. Yeah, I actually was joking with my dad. He's supposed to take uh, some sort of a medical pill that's uh-huh. like a camera, and it just follows all the way through. Uh huh. And so I don't course, know if I like where this is going. Well, that was my big question for the doctors: is can I use that to check out the sewer system as oh well? My, oh you know, my let's gosh! Let's just oh. take this thing all the way to the street. Oh my. <laughs> Well, the answer is no. So he said, forget it. We don't want the test. You know, I don't want to have to, nice. you, know, you know, go that nice. route. Anywho. Okay. So glad we went on that diversion on the show. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh. You know what? You know what that brings up for me, though? Huh. I can't believe I actually have a segue for that. Um, in some of these multiple offer situations that are coming up. Yep. Due to our overheated market. Yes. Um, but oftentimes we have, and I do kind of love this. Um, we have a lot of sellers who are doing inspections ahead of time, Mm -hmm. not so much because they're expecting you to waive the inspection, but they're actually doing a good series of repairs. Mm -hmm. Um, so like we had a multiple offer, uh, recently where they had a sewer scope available and the repairs that they made actually wasn't even repairs. I think they just had to get rid of some roots that were down there. Um, which, you know, depending on what kind of line you have, is a very common kind of thing mm-hmm. to have happen. Um, they also did a roof repair. And so that was very, and when Good. we did, and we did a pre-inspection. So my clients still had the benefit of their own inspection while it was very clear that the seller in advance was being very thorough and making sure that, you know, they could, for whatever price they put their house on the market, they were able to really secure and know that that price would stay that way. That's great. Which is a great move on a seller's point of view. And then it was also nice that we could still do pre-inspections because I will say there are some sellers right now, or at least their agents who are recommending that you not do that because they're like, well, no, if we're going to do an offer review period, you don't want someone taking up two hours of time that could be showing time, which I frankly think is really dumb. Mm -hmm. Um, That's again, just my opinion of that um, because if I'm a seller Mm-hmm. And I want to have the best offer in front of me. You and I know, we talk about it all the time. The two things that kill deals the most are inspections and financing. And financing. Mm-hmm. So if I can get someone to get that element 
out of the way, but yet I know they've done their inspection. And so I can feel confident as a seller that they're not going to come back at me because they have had time to do their due diligence. Mm -hmm. Why in the world would I stop that from happening? Right. Because there are, and I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you, but there are a few buyers out there who try to take advantage of that inspection process uh, in fact, we were talking Meaning over what? the we were talking over the break. There's uh, one buyer, a set of buyers that are fairly well known in a certain neighborhood, mm-hmm. where they'll come in and make an offer on a home. They'll tie it up, subject to inspection, mm-hmm. with no intention whatsoever of paying that price for the home. Mm-hmm. They just use that as a tool to yeah, then come to... back and hammer the price, right? Uh, you know, with an inspection response, right? And so, if you are a seller. Why would you not want to go ahead and let them do the inspection in advance so that they mm-hmm. have said, hey, I'm waiving this element because I've already sure. done one. Oh, good point. Yeah, no, if they're going to waive it. That's yeah, that's sure. the whole idea of doing a pre-inspection mm-hmm. is that now the buyer is still protected because they have done their due diligence mm-hmm. with a licensed person you know, from home inspection that follows the RCWs that they have to, to do, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And so you have that aspect available to you. Mm-hmm. And then... Now it's really just down to the financing. Right. You've, you've eliminated 50% of the risk yeah, of true. accepting an offer. True. And so I thought, why are there agents doing that? And some of them are like, well, because we want to get in as many showings as possible. I'm like, but if then the risk to your seller is that they have cancellations and or someone coming back and trying to hammer them on the price. Right. I don't get it. I mean, maybe I just think differently than a lot of agents. Right. Um, well, which I guess is true, uh, <laughs> but no, well, you're, you're, you're thinking it through, right? Yeah. Cause yeah. we try and think, you know, like think about what the end in mind is and then mm-hmm. back into, you know, the situations. Right? Right. right. And so like we even had another multiple offer situation that, uh, the seller provided a report and they also made notations on the things that they had repaired from that report And then I had to have a conversation because in the listing agent's notes about writing the best kind of offer for the seller, they said, you know, yes, we're providing it, but it's as information only to go along with the seller disclosure form, not making any warranties or any of that kind of stuff, which is totally fine. Fine. Um, But then they said, and, you know, we're giving you opportunity to do an inspection. So our offer for that customer was to say, Hey, we're going to put in, we didn't even use the normal inspection form. Instead, we used another document and added in the language saying that um, because of the kind of finite, because they were using FHA, right? Mm-hmm. Which, as you know, we have to have a receipt to show that an inspection was right. done. And mm-hmm. I don't know that I can provide the seller's receipt in mm-hmm. that instance, mm-hmm. um, but we didn't yeah, want to have, okay. we didn't want to have to worry about that. Um, plus, I had to have the conversation with my customer about the fact that we don't have control over that inspector and that inspector's contract is only with the person who hired them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so even if they did carry E and O insurance errors and emissions insurance, which only about 40% of inspectors do, it's only for the person who paid for it. Right. Right. So the, the risk is also that home inspectors today don't have to have a pest inspector's license any longer. Mm-hmm. That used to be the only thing they had in common until 2010. And so you know, we had to tell them, like, if that person doesn't carry the Department of Agricultural license, 
for pest inspection, then some things could also be missed in that report. Right. So for you to get full information, we're still going to recommend you get your own. And so our contract said that the seller would just provide access, but it was not contingent upon the findings. Mm -hmm. Right. So we're still getting safety net for because the clients already read the full report. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and they know what's been fixed, but now they can go and confirm on those things. There you go. Right, and make sure they're completely covered. Problem solved. Yeah. We've well, solved we a hope few so. Problems today. We could solve your problem. Just <laughs> give us a call. There you go. <laughs> well, thanks for listening in uh, this weekend, and listen to us every Saturday, two to three o'clock, and Sundays, three to four o'clock. And find us on podcast. There you go. Thanks again. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.